Welcome back to the How to Survive a Horror Movie podcast, where we learn how to survive horror movies and maybe how to survive life. I'm your host, Ryan Stacy, and today we are talking about the seventh episode of Scream, season two. Here I am, alone, waiting for a girl at a lake, and that's never gone bad for anyone in a movie ever. Let the right one in. I'm joined by our Scream TV show correspondent, Jacob Coldest. Jacob, how you doing? Well, you know, I just want to apologize up front for anybody listening that's expecting this episode to get as chaotic as the previous <laughs> one. Um, it's not going to happen. No. Not uh, at all. I think that few was things a, will. I don't want to say that that episode was an anomaly, because it, it shouldn't be in, in regards to this show. Yeah, it was but extreme. I, I do think that we have already passed the nadir of this season. which One was, can only hope. <laughs> Because that was insane. And in regards to, like, the next episode, of course it's better. Yeah, yeah, of course it's better. Like, you can only go up from here, hopefully. (laughs) Um, But I do think that there was stuff that was introduced in this episode that felt a little different in terms of uh, just, like, character interactions. And, like, we learn a little bit more about some people. And it felt like it was progressing in a in a in an okay direction while also being like oh huh interesting that they're going this route but i'm i'm definitely willing to see where where it goes from here where i was just kind of neutral on it and you know there is some dumb stuff that happens in this episode where i was just like uh just don't put too much thought into it but uh, you know i think mostly this you know this episode did have a murder scene for the first time since i think episode two yeah which was kind of nice to see oh i guess like if you can call it a murder because it technically gets delayed yet again. It was a, it was a marathon. Yeah, a marathon. it was a marathon. It took a bit to get all the way to the end stretch. But like most of it is flirting. Like yeah, the, lot a lot of, of flirting, MTV. a lot of like young love and it kind of like you know, it's one of those episodes that when you're watching it you kind of forget that you're watching Scream. <laughs> yep. And I'm totally okay with that sometimes because I do sometimes enjoy those like teen shows especially the ones from like the early mid 2000s and uh this felt like if i was you know 16 at home on a friday night watching mtv this is exactly the type of show that would be on where it's just kind of like a lot of built up emotions with characters and like finally they're kissing or finally they're doing this like it kind of puts you in that headset where you're like you know i don't miss being 16 but there are just some like you don't get those moments back we're too old and cynical now like and and it's one of those times too where it's like when you're 16 even if it's creepy nothing's creepy (laughs) like everything is just exciting and when you're adult you can look back and be like yeah that wasn't like that shouldn't have you know, I you go back and you wish you could change some things, but yeah. like in the moment when you're a teenager, all of that stuff is really like, like you 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 it's true. You once you reach a certain age and become an adult and your brain matures, a lot of that shit goes away. Yeah. And, and what these teens are going through right now, it is kind of fun to watch vicariously. Although, like you know that a lot of shit is going to go down that they're not technically aware of, but we are. Yeah. And so, uh, for the most part, if if Scream is going to be not Scream, I mean, it is Scream. It, like some it's of Diet Scream, Diet Scream. If it's going to be Diet Scream, uh, it's not. Episodes like this aren't painful, right? 
I think actually the worst scream of this series has been when they've when they've attempted a lot of like heavy killer drama. Okay. Okay. Like all of that stuff kind of falls flat because this is, you know, MTV kind of honed in on their their formula with their romantic teen shows and like their spicy teen drama <laughs> shows. Like that that's their wheelhouse. It's not Scream. Right. That's their wheelhouse. And when it focuses on that, it's ne- it's not that bad. It's silly, but it's not terrible. And when it tries to be Scream, that's where you're like, all right, you guys just don't have it. Like, And what I find interesting, as we pointed out in the last, we've been really, I think every episode, mostly um, this season, we've been pointing out like directors. Yep. I looked up who directed this and they had actually directed um, an episode from season or season one, episode eight. But I guess we didn't really bring it up. Right. Maybe two prominent films in his filmography is that I'm sure are about to surprise you. Leprechaun 2. Yep. I think we did talk about this. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't flashed. I, I have, I have completely gapped it out. Uh, but yes, this guy did direct the third worst Leprechaun movie, Leprechaun Two, the third worst out of the eight, and uh, and Idle Hands. Idle Hands is a fun movie. It's a fun movie, but although a lot of that, like you kind of go back and you're like, ooh, yeah, it hasn't aged very well. Not not the plot. The um, plot definitely hasn't aged well. But I am like a Devin Sawa stand. Yeah. So, but um. In regards to him, he's done just a lot of TV. Like, his filmography is almost 99% television episodes, like episodes of The Office and whatnot. Yep. It always kind of, like, surprises me who they decide to pick and hire for these episodes of Scream that have all done something, at least one thing prominent mm-hmm. in the realm of horror. Whether it was, you know, ABCs of Death or um, The Last Exorcism or... I guess uh, Ty West Ty would West. have done the... Um, Cabin Fever the, 2. Yeah. You. Uh, Lee Janiac, who's gone on to do those off uh, your yeah, movies. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah? Like, they're very specifically grabbing these individuals for these episodes. And they kind of don't care how the quality of the movies that they've done. Right. As long as they've done them, which is interesting. Like, at least they, the, that the, the, the projects that they've worked on have been seen and talked about yep uh, we gotta get the episode out have they made a movie before okay perfect well yeah that's how i mean that's typically how tv direction works you 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 get hired just because they need directors to fill out a season yep are they a jackass no okay and you get and you and you kind of slowly climb your way up to showrunner once you've done enough good stuff you yeah. know or if you, whatever you're working on is just it, you strike gold. Like, like sometimes, if, if I, sometimes the scripts are good and it works out and it's popular. If they decide to bring back Scream season four and we're going to finish the story of season one and two, and are you that, saying it's not finished? Well, I mean, they they go a different direction with season three. They they completely different direction. Right, right. Uh, season three is its own thing, not completely unrelated. And we go back to the cast from one and two, and they're like, "Hey, how to survive a horror movie podcast host." You directed a film in college. Do you want to direct an episode of Scream? I'd be like, hell yeah, I want to direct an episode of Scream. Oh, the script sucks. I'll still direct it. <laughs> you know, it's one of those. It's, it's a pay gig. It's a paid gig. It's work. Yeah, because they're not going to get a Blumhouse reboot of The Exorcist or whatever based off of Leprechaun 2. work your way like, up to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, maybe when Blumhouse remakes Leprechaun, he mm-hmm. might get the Leprechaun gig. We'll see. <laughs> Perhaps. We Although, see. didn't they technically reboot it with that, that last They did the, the classic um, Legacy sequel. Okay. Uh, with uh, Leprechaun Returns, which is the best one. Best Leprechaun. Uh, okay. Movie. So, th- this episode's called Let the Right One In. 
I have not seen that movie. Tremendous movie. Yeah. How does this episode compare to the movie? Not at all. Is there any thematic? Not 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 a thing. Not okay. even a ounce. It's just the title, and I don't even know why it's the title. Is it one of those things where it's like, because I, I don't know what that movie is about. Is it one of those things like, oh, you got the right romantic interest into your life, you know, because this is the big romance heavy episode. Wait, do you not know that that movie is about vampires? I think I did know it was about a vampire, and that is it. Definitely a vampire, for sure. So I, 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 I know, according to this, it is a romantic horror film. So I'm guessing mm-hmm. since it's a mm-hmm. romance heavy episode, it's like picking the right person. Like, I'm assuming let the right one in. They might have multiple vampire love interests, and one of them... I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. It's about two kids. Okay. So I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I'm way off. Yep. Then I have no clue. I I, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about this movie then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should watch it. Like, I, I did add it to my Netflix queue. Okay. Yep. It's That's on there. Okay, good. Because it, it might be a potential... I don't know if I've picked or anybody's picked it, but that nope. is definitely like a... It's on the tip of my tongue next okay. time you ask. All right. Okay, so uh, I have no idea. I got nothing more to say on that one. Um, you ready to jump into this thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So spoiler alert for the seventh episode of Scream Season 2. You get the picture by now. All right. Let's get into this episode. So the episode begins with Eli. Uh, Eli is just hanging out in a house. And it turns out, we're going to find out towards the end of the episode, Eli, his life kind of sucks. So sometimes he likes to break into other people's houses and just like live there for a little bit just to like escape how shitty his life is. So he's just making coffee and some toast yep this is entirely new information on the audience yep Uh, which it adds up i guess but like i don't trust that he's that good at it just from you know what little we've seen of him well he mentions he's a record yeah so maybe he's gotten busted before right and you know it's it's funny because when the episode begins you don't realize that he's not in his house Mm -hmm. even though it isn't the same house that like nice house it's a very nice house and he kind of like is in someone's room and he grabs shades and he kind of does the Tom Cruise risky business, like with it, you know, looking in the mirror. But he's watching the people who own the house sleeping. Yeah. Being a real creep. At first, I was like, is that his aunt? Is he, is, cause we, we, as we established, she's maybe, uh, or it's not his she aunt. Tried his, to mom. Sleep. his mom. His mom tried to sleep with the mayor. Kieran's aunt. So yeah. for a second, like, oh, is he at the mayor's house? Nope. Yeah. That's, Which, that was my first thought. And then randos. when I saw it wasn't her, I was like, okay, well, oh, he's breaking in some, what kind of, sh- like, is this a new show? <laughs> Eli. Rule number four, don't be a menace. Yeah. Don't break into people's houses. Yeah. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. It's a good way to get shot. We, the, You know, see especially, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, especially if they're in the Midwest. Yeah. I mean, maybe not in Colorado, but, you know, this is a rich people house. Yeah. And rich people have guns. Mm-hmm. So, good way to get shot. Emma gets a call from her psych teacher, Miss Lane. She ignores it. Doesn't want to talk to her. The sheriff arrives at her house. And this is when the sheriff informs Emma and Maggie, like, hey, we know a whole bunch of shit. Because Kieran told us, they don't say that part out loud, but like Kieran told us you've been up to a bunch of stuff, you were at the fairground last night, almost got killed, and that all these emails from Riley's to your dad were actually coming from your computer. And a lot of this is new information to Maggie. (laughs) You know what, I appreciate the sheriff just going in and just like tossing all this out here and not giving a fuck if uh, Maggie doesn't know about it. I'm just like, this is refreshing. Just info dump. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. How how often these characters have, like, kept information? It's just, like, at this point, Maggie can know everything. Yeah. Because she'll just, she'll just, she'll probably make the right move. Probably. Every single time. She's, she's, she's won enough of our. Yeah. I think the sheriff's the he, he listens to the podcast. <laughs> he knows who to dump <laughs> sheriff, information Yeah, to. Sheriff Miguel Acosta is a big fan of the podcast. Yeah. So the sheriff's like, okay, 
is there anything else I need to know? And Maggie's like, yeah, there's this whole situation in the first two episodes of the season over at the old farm out on this road. Uh, Emma found some pictures there of her, and we went back there, and we didn't find anything. And then she was like, cool, I'll go check it out. Communication is key, people. We've been over this. Uh, what, what episode are we on overall? 10 plus 17. 17th time we've been over this rule, I'm pretty sure. What a wildly different show this would be if it just focused on the adults. Be so much better. <laughs> uh, rule 58 communication is key. Noah encourages Audrey to tell Emma everything. Communication is key. And Audrey's like, absolutely not. So that's where we're at for now. Mm-hmm. But they're going to go get some coffee. Eli's working there to reestablish that he got the job at the coffee shop. And Zoe is there and she talks to Noah. And she's like, hey, you want to help me study for a physics test later? And wink. <laughs> wink, wink. And I was like, sure. So they're going to go on a date. Mm-hmm. A study, study, a study. A study date. Yes. They're just studying. They're definitely just studying physics. They study each other. <laughs> Emma goes to confront Kieran about telling the sheriff everything and basically is like, you know, I, I did it to protect you because you're a dumbass and you get into dangerous situations all the time. And I feel like when I, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but when we're watching the scream episode, I, I feel like I'm, I'm pretty quiet and I'm just taking my notes and I just shouted, shut the fuck up, Emma, at the TV. God, fuck off. Yeah, but at the same time, I'm looking at Kieran and I'm, I'm like, kill her. <laughs> Killian? He's not making... He's he's just being... You know what? He needs to... I know the words that he's saying to Emma, he probably needs to say, but he needs to bring the tone down because he just looks like he's going to kill her (laughs) the whole time. Yeah, a little Billy Bloomis vibe a little bit here. Mm -hmm. But she's so pissed at him. Like, you can't believe you told him my secrets. Emma, you're such a goddamn idiot. (sighs) I don't know. We've been over this. Emma sucks. Mm Mm-hmm. Brooke meets up with Audrey and basically spills the beans on the whole Branson situation. Like, yeah, I left them handcuffed in a hotel room. <laughs> not great. And Audrey's like, yeah, that's not great. And when is he supposed to check out? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's past 11. It's checkout time. Like, how long is he staying in the hotel exactly? You know what? I, I want to say I remember back in season one that that room is just kept on. Like, on, it's saved for that family because the mom used to use it all the time. Right. So it might just be like permanently like now yeah, it's the that is such a, that is such a show excuse yeah for just like getting characters in places at the right time and like I I guess Brooke would have a key I guess yep. she got in the first time but like Brooke would have a key from him giving it to her yep. or letting her in or whatever but she's just so casual well, yeah we'll just go back to the hotel yeah and then I'll just like yeah I'll help and this is a bad situation the, the concierge doesn't think that she's like a prostitute or anything. <laughs> Um, you're not checked in for this room. So the sheriff and the deputy, they go check out the farmhouse. Uh, the sheriff finds a photo of a little girl and there's a man with her and the man's face is all scratched out. We're going to find out a little bit later that the little girl's Emma and we don't know who the man is behind her. We have no idea. This is brand new stuff. Mm. He hides the photo from the deputy. He doesn't want the deputy to know about it. In fact, sends him like away like, hey, you know, go check in with the station. And he's going to call Maggie. And we'll just do this scene, you know, because we only jump in over them when we're talking about. It. He's going to call Maggie to come over, and they're going to like talk about like, and they're they're super vague about what's going on. But there was an incident that involved the two of them and Mayor Quinn Maddox, and they they resolved this situation. But now it's back, and it has to do with Emma. So what the hell is going on here? We have no clue. This is all brand new stuff. Because uh, we definitely need brand new stuff. Yes. And Maggie... <laughs> brand new information that they're only going to give seeds of. And Maggie has more secrets? 
Yeah. Like, how many secrets can you have? I need a timeline. I need to, like, have the Charlie Day, like, yep. board of tying events together. Someone explain this to us, please. But that's all we get from them in this episode, so who knows? Emma's going to go to work, and she's going to vent Eli about Kieran being a horrible boyfriend. <laughs> and basically, he's like, okay, some backstory time. You know that Kieran's mom and stepdad died in a car crash. Well, right before that car crash, Kieran and his stepdad got in a huge fight. Now, Kieran blames himself. <laughs> More new information. A lot of info dumping in this episode. At least people yep. are finally talking. Kind oh, of. there's so much info dump that even comes later for like completely different characters. Yep. That it's just like, we didn't have to listen to all of this. A lot of this just seems like it's going nowhere. Yeah. But it's, in the character's perspective, yeah. it's refreshing. Okay. Zoe and Noah, they're going to go out to the lake, and we're going to get some more information. Where was Zoe during season one? <laughs> I thought she was new. I, like, <laughs> did... She just was, missed a big chunk of fall semester. Is, sure. Is what we okay. find out. She could have just been a new student for all I care. Got enough of those. We already got uh, Gustavo and Eli. They can't all be new students. Yeah, but also not every student needs an alibi. I, I don't want to say not every student needs an alibi, but like pretty soon they're going to be asking like background actor number three, like, where were you during the fall? Well, to be fair, that's the right move. That's what they should be doing. Yeah, it's just it. <laughs> mm. So Zoe says she was at a SpaceX junior program yeah like a little science center yeah yeah but what she's so specific about yeah. it i'm like well that was an elaborate lie yep like she's <laughs> like yeah back in october for that whole month of october specifically october i was at spacex camp and it was like she told it to the wrong person because <laughs> noah's gonna be like i knew all about that because i tried to get in six times and it's in june or july not in october how's it feel she's, to be a liar she's like rats <laughs> <laughs> So Zoe is, again, very vague. Mm -hmm. She went through a tough depression period. Something happened that she doesn't clarify. Uh, and then she was out of school for a month and was, like, seeing a therapist a lot. That's all we get. I think we can guess. You know, right. Reason reasonable guess. Right. Unless and, she's the killer. Yeah. And, and no, well, Noah's too horny to think that she's the killer. Right. Rookie mistake. Mm -hmm. Rule 24 is trust no one. Everybody's a suspect! You know, you got to be like uh, uh, Chad in Scream 5 when his girlfriend wanted to go upstairs. He's like, eh, we can stay down here with all the people, though. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Definitely one of my favorite moments in that movie. We're just like, eh, right. I love you, but no. And, you know, they even, I mean, of course it's a date, but they are, as he points out, he's he, they're alone yep. on a lake. Just a horny couple at the lake. Has that gone wrong for anyone in any movie? Oh, wait. Everyone in every movie. Mm -hmm. So at least he's Zodiac moment is about to happen here. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Ooh. It's like the worst case scenario is the Zodiac. So they're still on their date. Uh, Noah is going to get multiple calls from Audrey over date time, and he's going to ignore all of them. Okay. Yes, you're on a date. However, there's a killer on the loose. Audrey might have important information. Hey, the killer's on his way to the beach. The killer's Zoe. Something like that. I will say, split the difference here. He should at least text back, being like, can you send this in a text? Like, yep. what is up? Send in a text, But please. also, Audrey, like, the entire episode and, like, partially a lot of the season has just been, like, not aware that this kid just wants to have a normal sexy time with this girl that he likes dude the guy just wants to get laid is <laughs> it's been so long delayed at this point just give him give him the time see him when you see him yep does it have to be now 
And and this time, no, she's just leaving a voicemail like saying, hey, if anything happens to me, uh, Seth Branson did it probably. Yeah. That's fair. That's a, that's probably, that was that was a smart move to leave yeah, that voicemail. She's, she's she's unaware that she's continuously cock blocking. Yeah, it, it's bad. <laughs> and it's uh, honestly that should just be its own rule break in a, in a separate list list of rules. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a case of constant vigilance. Like you haven't left the horror movie, Noah. Mm-hmm. Answer the phone if you know who it is. If you don't know who it is, don't don't answer it. It could be the killer. Audrey and Brooke they're gonna go to the hotel. Branson is gone. The bed is perfectly clean. It's totally fine. There's a mask on the pillow. Yep, the mask is still there. Branson's watch is still there because his hand got cut off. Mm-hmm. But Brooke it is cleaned gonna... up that blood pretty quick. Yeah, and then also changed the sheets. And maybe, the... maybe it wasn't the killer. Maybe it was like it's just the, the maid. maid. And they're just eh, <laughs> I seen worse. The maid is the killer. Oh my god! So Brooke gets a text from Branson. Basically, it's like I want to meet. You're going to apologize to me, or I'm going to go to the cops, and then we're going to meet at the school. And Audrey's like, ew. <laughs> This is so gross. Right reaction. And Brooke's putting on lipstick and like... Ew! (laughs) This is so gross. Jeepers creepers. I will say, though, that Brooke is at least being self-aware that she can't help herself. Yeah. She's being stupid with with two O's. But like... (laughs) But she's at least acknowledging it. Yeah. What they don't know is there's a camera in the room watching them. How did that get there? Mm. Probably the killer. Completely unrelated, and it was the maiden. So Noah and Zoe, they're going to end up kissing at the beach, and then later Noah's going to invite Zoe to come over to his house because his parents are going to be out of town. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Big wink with yep. a capital W. And a capital I-N-K. <laughs> and an ex- 30 exclamation points. Yep. <laughs> Emma's approached by Miss Lang while she's at work, and Miss Lang just wants to apologize for what happened at the school mm-hmm. and wants to help Emma... But that's not what she really wants to do at all. No, she's got her own little stupid, nefarious little things yep. that like, God, why can't you just be normal? Like, why can't <laughs> why can't one side character be normal? Yeah, that's a good point. Every single character on this show is just They're just a doing mess. something stupid and bad. <laughs> yeah. With their own selfish while there's murders happening. It's like, cool it for a damn minute while this gets solved. No one is normal on this show. Why can't any of you just be normal? Exactly. <laughs> like, her mom is the most normal, and she, even she's keeping information. Yeah, these people are a mess. They all need therapy. They're, they exist to stretch the season out. It's almost like they're characters in a TV show, a bad TV show. Right. Eli offers, hey, Emma, I know you're stressed out because Kieran sucks and Miss Lang sucks. How about this? I'll take you out to dinner. And she says, yes. <laughs> like... This is a date, Emma. <laughs> yeah, he he grabs the like the 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 tie of her apron like she wears because coffee house and like undoes it in I like was, a flirty manner. It is the funniest mime acting, <laughs> pantomiming that's happening because as as we see, it's Kieran walks in at that moment. Kieran walks in right at that moment, and he and he walks right out. He gives him a menacing glare and he walks out. Clearly not like a killer, but like like any you know jealous cousin. Uh, that is seeing his cousin flirt with his current yeah maybe girlfriend but like as soon as he looks over it's just them in my brain they're two actors who are like i don't know just like do something roll with it <laughs> and they're sitting there trying not to laugh trying to flirt Looking realistically flirty. trying to do this realistically and it's not working failing miserably it's and part of it is because they had dialogue and then when kieran walks in they have no dialogue yep 
So it it goes from them having a conversation to them silently just looking at each other and smiling. Hilarious. This, this is pretty funny. This is a low-key hilarious episode. Yeah. We can tell it was by the director of Leprechaun 2. <laughs> Yeah, in, in, in spots. In, in, in I'm sure that's that's a, that's a choice that the director of Leprechaun 2 would have made. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. I don't know what's more insulting than he directed an episode of Scream or that he directed Leprechaun 2. Mm-hmm. I, I hope he got paid a lot of money. Probably not. So Miss Lang recorded that entire conversation. It turns out she has recorded, uh, and she's got files of all the, the Lakewood 6. She's recorded every conversation she's had with them. And there's tapes that say chapter like 1, chapter 2. So maybe she's writing a book. It's not confirmed. But yeah, she's got some sort of weird project. She's collected tapes like the dude from Fargo, Billy Bob Thornton's she, character in Fargo. She's definitely breaking the confidentiality yep. between patient. Even though technically she's not their doctor, she's just their psych teacher. Yeah, but she's there is still a, an unspoken confidentiality between like a counselor sure. and a student at a school in some regard. Like a counselor can't just be blabbing shit that they hear uh, unless it's like maybe unless it's to, like to their parents or something okay i just checked the it looks like colorado is like a one-party consent state so she didn't have to tell them that she was recording so Oof. then break the log there Oof. do you think that the scream writers looked that up no before they wrote or did they just wing it they just winged it 100 percent. but i was like is this against the law it doesn't seem like it so yeah but sketchy mm. weird we get a hilarious, hilarious scene Renault goes to buy condoms and out of out of a completely different show yep and it it was incredibly enjoyable. Yeah, this random thirty seconds, thirty seconds of just like we're just not going to take this scene seriously at all. Yep, this older employee, older black woman is like, "Oh, you look, you're so embarrassed. You're buying condoms." Uh, oh, the, how she starts is she goes uh, ribbed or or she says like ribbed or smooth or something. Yeah, like that. and he's like, "Ah, ribbed or unribbed?" Yeah, but I'm looking for to- uh, shampoo, and she's like. No, let's start with sizes. Are you a big boy? Like, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> let's start with the smaller sizes. Um, yeah, another case of this is a funny scene, but you can also tell this is by the director of Leprechaun Two. This is a scene that, if it was low budget and from the nineties, this scene would have exact it would have existed in a movie like that. Yeah, where it's just like, what is this doing here? Why? Audrey's gonna get a text from the killer that says, "Come to the school alone." Or I will send Brooke the gif of you and Jake's body. So she's like, hey, Brooke, why don't you not go to the school and meet up with Mr. Branson? This doesn't work. Yeah, you can't just do that amongst this group now. Yeah. Like this group, they're just going to go. Has anyone ever been talked out of anything on this show? No. <laughs> no. The only person that d- didn't decided not to go with or didn't ask to go with was the last episode where they go to the fucking carnival and Kieran is just like, all right, have fun. But, then but don't, he shows don't, up. don't go, but have fun. And then he shows up. <laughs> Mrs. Lang hears noises in the, in the hall mm-hmm. and she goes, check it out. She gets a phone call from the killer and basically, you know, kind of toys with her a little bit, but imply or says that, Hey, Seth is out in the hallway, go find him. And she goes out to look around and the way it's shot, it looks like she walks out in the hall we see the killer run into her office, and then she, like, there's a little toy making noise. She picks it up, and then cut, and she's going back into her office, and it has been ransacked. The quietest, quickest ransack we've ever seen. That's how it it, it, it shot. That's clearly not what happened. Like, she probably walked around a little bit more, but it's just, like, not great. Who directed this? The guy who directed <laughs> Leprechaun too. Yep. Okay. So, there is something that has been, like, confusing me. This episode, last episode or whatever, 
Is it just that they're teachers and they know each other or were teachers? Him, in his case, was a teacher. and They were dating. They, Seth and uh, Miss Lang are dating. And but they act like they're still in like involved. Yeah. Yep. They they, Is they, this they are that... dating as of like an episode ago at the very least. We haven't seen them break up. Which is like, girl, do, do you not like? Yeah. Does do, she not know? Do, do you not like? We're, and then um, we they I don't think they've until this like, episode they didn't have a single scene together. No, and it's like she hasn't been like nefarious up until this point but you're like are you are you supposed to be bad now i guess like, what is going on with this character and do they do you know do they like get more into that in later episodes or I is it just like left remember. implied i honestly can't remember they just there's like a big there's like a scene missing it feels that like established that establishes their connection yeah we should have like at least seen them at the movies or something like was it supposed to be a surprise when she was talking to him on the phone the last time I, I just feel like it was just sloppy execution yeah i was i was just like thrown off by it and now it just feels like there's there's a lot of information that they're just kind of yeah. sidestepping like, what does she know we we don't know right so she is going to get attacked by the killer and hilariously just kicks him like straight in the chest like a karate kick karate kick style it's pretty awesome mm-hmm he should have just kept flying though. Like it should have been like a like a almost like Matrix a Matrix style. Yeah, or like a Bruce Lee style yeah. kick or something like that. Or Kung Pao or That'd something. That'd be great. Just keeps flying. Like she kicks him and he just flies, 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 flies down the hallway. That's kinda like a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she's got one of those old, like the classic nineties kids will remember. Uh one of those T V carts. She just like pushes that the at AV him. T V cart. Yeah. Yeah. Hilariously, and she throws that at him. Use your environment to your advantage. Whatever yep. you got around you, that is rule number 41. Whatever you got, you, she's going to run for it. Yeah, rule 11, get out. Get out! But she's going to run the corner and find Seth laying on the floor and seriously fucked up. His hand is missing. The killer attacks, misses Miss Lang, and just stabs Mr. Branson. <laughs> still not that. He is still alive. Yeah, he keeps popping. His eyes keep popping up. Yep. And he keeps gasping for air, and then he just assumedly dies by a stab or 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 an attack but like nope nope he is still he is alive. still alive at the end of the scene so miss lang she's running for she's trying to go up the stairs the yep. killer is faster than her and he yeets her down the stairs and she gets knocked out i will say you know especially after having seen john wick four that if it's you in a situation with stairs the stairs will win. Yep, the stairs always win. <laughs> the stairs will win. <laughs> if, you're in, if you're in a situation where it's life or death and there are stairs, it is only death for you. <laughs> always bet on the stairs. Uh, John McFour fans will know. So, but before the killer can do anything else with the unconscious Miss Lang, the custodian walks in and he's got to, the killer's got to run for it. Uh, custo- it turns out the custodian ruined the killer's plan to the episode just by chance. Okay, this is what I thought was stupid. Billy and Stu would have killed the janitor and pushed his body into the garbage can. Yep. And then when Emma or when uh, Audrey and Brooke get there, they would find the janitor upside down in the garbage can. Yep. That's what would have happened in the Scream movie. Are you saying Billy and Stu are better killers than the killers from the Scream TV show? Yes. Oh. 100%. Agreed. Uh, Audrey and Brooke, they're going to arrive at the school and Audrey's like, hey, Brooke, you shouldn't go inside the school. Let me go in first and check mm. it out and make sure it's safe because you're wearing high heels and I'm not. So I'm faster. That is a good point. That is a rule. Rule 34, wear sensible footwear. Shoes. Shoes. Oh my God. Shoes. Don't wear high heels. High heels are worthless. Never wear high heels. <laughs> Except in Jurassic World. 
She got lucky yeah. or, or maybe highly skilled. I don't know which. Mm-hmm. Never wear high heels. And everyone should be wearing either running shoes or hiking boots at all times. Girls, are high heels even comfortable like on a daily basis? The only Do you need to be that tall? Do you need to be six inches taller? The only thing they're good for is possible weapons. Like in uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer, Sarah Michelle Geller's character used them as uh, to escape the police car. She broke the windows with her shoes. Mm-hmm. Unless cool. you're using them as a weapon. Yep, it's true. Using wear, high wear heels as a weapon, wear or hiking boots because sometimes you're in the wilderness. Yeah, depend. Yeah, those are tennis the two shoes are your best bet. Yeah, yeah general day to day, on average, just wear tennis shoes. Nike Airs. So Audrey's gonna go inside the school on her own. Rule number nineteen: Don't split up, gang. Let's split up and look for clues. Audrey's got a decent enough reason, but like, still, <laughs> don't do this because she was she was she walking she into a trap take, she thinks she can take the killer at this point yeah. she's been through the, the game before teenagers are dumb so this is stupid very dumb she did kill the killer at the beginning of the season if that had been the killer yeah and was she the one who shot piper in the head yeah yeah or or was it she shot piper piper fell in the lake piper came out of the lake emma shot her yeah they both shot her yeah so been through this rodeo before she i you know i i believe that she believes she can do it. <laughs> Absolutely. So she's going to go inside. Oh, janitor, Miss Lang. And then... Um, Which is... Okay. At this point, the janitor's like, whoa, there's a dead body. If I was Audrey, I'd be like, I'm suspecting you now. Like, uh, just yeah. because you're here. Trust no one. <laughs> like, she's so quick to just assume that the janitor is just a janitor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if the janitor was the killer, you're dead. Yeah. You're dead, Audrey. And then Brooke walks in right after. Also dead. And does this school have cameras? Uh, we asked that about that two episodes ago. Apparently not. Yeah. Yo, get some cameras. Zoe's going to go over to Noah's and he's going to like show her the podcast equipment and stuff like that. You know, classic podcast first date move. Mm-hmm. I know all about that. Uh, you got to show off that sexy podcast equipment. Yep. And then he like flirts with her by letting her record and she gets nervous. And then he saves that recording as a little piece of history between them. Super cute. Yep. She asked Noah for an adult beverage. and so She gonna- means... A, a drink, yeah. like a beer. You don't say an adult beverage. Do you have like booze? Beverage. You got any booze? So no, it's going to go get some. Do your some... parents have booze is what she's asking. Yeah. Because his parents his parents aren't there. Some blackberry brandy or something like that? Yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's good. You had me in the first half. I hate brandy. Mm-hmm. But the reason why she did this is because she sees a file, Audrey, on there. And I think she's still a little like hesitant. Does Noah still have feelings for Audrey or something like that? And so she listens to it, realizes it's a confession. It's it's what was recorded at the end of the last episode. And so she's going to send that file to herself for some reason. Noah seems like someone that checks his sent mail. Like he's online yeah. enough to be like going back through his own emails. Yeah. I mean, realistically, he would he would notice if unless unless she sends it and then deletes it out of his outbox. But it's possible. Yeah. She'd be smart to do that. But she's going to be really fast because how's how quick is it for him to get a drink and go That's back That's the big upstairs? question. That's the big question. She was lucky that that, that audio link was six seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> Eli and Emma, they're going to go on their, their date. And what the date entails is they're going to pick up food from a restaurant and then they're going to go somewhere else. And we go to, um, it, I wrote it down, it's called Ren Lake Estates. It is a property development that hasn't really progressed at all. There is one model home there. I think the Bluth family might live there, but there's nothing else going on here. This is where Jake was sneaking into at the beginning of the first episode where he got caught by the killer and eventually killed. So that's Jake was here for some reason. The mayor's involved with this somehow. Mm -hmm. We don't know what still. And also, who cares? One of these days, people are just going to walk in at the same time, 
to use this house for other reasons. For other reasons. I mean, maybe not not so much anymore. But. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, not so much anymore. As they're sneaking into this estate, Emma says basically verbatim rule 38, which is don't let yourself get taken to a secondary location. Mm-hmm. And then she goes in anyway because he's like, I'm not a stranger. You know me. Like your coworkers, you're still kind of a stranger. He's like, I'm not a stranger. I'm just strange. Yeah, sure. It's still, it's still stupid. Like you don't want to be strange in this situation. Yeah, there's a killer on the loose. What if he's hiding bodies in that house? Mm. Oh wait, they literally walk into the killer's. Is he lair. hiding? Is he hiding the bodies though? Yeah. Is it Eli or is it somebody else? So Noah and Zoe start to get it on in another just hilarious uh, scene. Um, they're about to get it on. Audrey walks in. Uh, oh no, it's super awkward. And it was bursts like, in like an idiot. No, no, it's like Audrey. Can you leave? Like She's, this isn't even her house. Can you knock? I'm surprised he didn't hear her like charge up the stairs right. though. They were distracted. Yeah. Um, there's some MTV music playing. So. Right, right. And she's like, he, no, I asked Audrey to leave. She's like, no, I can't leave. And so I was like, okay, I guess I'll leave. Bye. <laughs> this is so awkward. I love it. Once again, oh, cock has been blocked. Oh, Audrey. <laughs> what have you done? Yep. His balls can only get so blue. <laughs> Poor Noah. They're about to turn purple at this point. So Eli and Emma, they're hanging out in the model house, and Eli confesses that he breaks into people's houses and just hangs out. Like a weirdo. It's a weird thing to say on the first date. First date? <laughs> Whatever I, this is. I'm supposed to be hanging out. It's a, Eli wants it to be a date. It's it's a date. It's a date. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's literally it's a date. Straight up. They got food. They're, they're breaking into houses. Lighting candles. So they're just hanging out at this point. And then we cut into the bathroom, and in the bathtub... Are the body is is Eddie the guy who worked at the hotel? His body's in there, and Branson is in there. And we we assume he's dead at this point because how can that guy be alive? But he's still alive. He is still alive. <laughs> it is like um, God. I'm thinking of a movie right now, and it's not coming to me. But it is exactly the same where someone just dies and just. <gasps> <laughs> what is that that I'm thinking of? Reminds me of like O.J. Simpson's character in The Naked Gun, who constantly is like dying. Mm. and yet surviving it's like any character in scream actually yeah any character in the scream franchise <laughs> who will get stabbed and then just keep going no <laughs> hospital trips <laughs> it's fine they're the main characters they're okay plot armor audrey's gonna tell Noah all about miss lang and that they, they come to the conclusion that there was some sort of either the killer was gonna kill audrey or frame her some more for maybe miss lang's death mm-hmm. and that the custodian walking in ruined the plans Okay. Does that like really happen much in the Scream movies? Like, oh, plans got ruined. I feel like that doesn't really happen. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Mm. Eli and Emma keep talking, and they're like, uh, Eli says, like, Kieran's changed so much since he moved here. He's just like a completely different person. Uh, I think that's a little, at least to your theory last time that Kieran is the killer, that that's a piece of evidence towards that. So we'll see. Yeah, I think that they're, because what, the mid-season point here is trying to be like, could be Eli. I'm like, not really, because we're in episode seven. And they're they're treating they're treating Kieran like it can't be a possibility whatsoever because he's a survivor. It's mm. like, well, mm, y- y- you can't the, the the only thing that the Scream TV show could do to convince me that anybody is the killer midway through is that if they actually just stuck with their guns for one season and were just like, no, we were telling you the entire time. 
This is the killer. Don't second guess it. It's like the it's like the Knives Out movies where it's like the bad guy is like introduced right away as the bad guy. And you're like, well, it can't be the bad guy because this is a mystery. You're like, yep. no, 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 no. You weren't supposed to overthink it. It was <laughs> it was what you thought it was. It's kind of like um how what I thought Scream Six was going to be. Yeah, for a minute. Yeah, like, what? Mm. Eli kisses Emma, and then she's like, you know, I can't do that. I'm still with Kieran technically. Mm. So mm. we'll see. She didn't, like, pull away that quick. Yeah, they did one kiss, and then she stopped. But the smoke detector goes off, and then all of a sudden, the entire fucking house is on fire. Like, they go out one door. Oh, no, that's on fire. They're going to go out the other. Oh, no, every everything is on fire mm-hmm. all at once. But they managed to escape through the garage. And he's like, hey, we can't call the cops because I have a record. Run away. <laughs> hey, you know, Eli got away with it. He convinced Emma not to do it. So good for Eli, I guess. Mm-hmm. But the point is, they shouldn't have been in this house. Don't be a menace. Don't be, you know, part of the, even if nobody owns this house right now, that's part of the, the, the rule is don't go into like abandoned places where you shouldn't be going, where you're trespassing, even if your only crime is trespassing. Because if you get into trouble, like a killer attacks you or, or just something weird happens, you can't call for help because you could get in trouble or, or you're, you're less likely to call for help. So that, that's part of the reason for rule right. four. And, and, and who do we think could be responsible for this fire? After 20 minutes prior, we saw a scene of a very jealous boyfriend walking in on his cousin <laughs> with his girlfriend and is probably aware of this house. Yeah. Could be Kieran. Right there. Hmm? Kill- Killian. Yep. And if they if they continue to ignore that fact, it's only making it more obvious. So the final scene of the episode is Mr. Branson wakes up in the bathtub. It, the bathroom is on fire. Yep. He is awake. He is super weak. And he's going to burn to death in the, the bathtub. You know what I just remembered? What? The thing that I was thinking oh, about. Oh, what, what is it? It's Pineapple Express. Oh, I've only seen it's, that movie once. It, every single time. Like, Danny McBride gets Wrecked murdered. Yep. Like, throughout the entire movie. And every single time, it's... Like, <laughs> <laughs> at the very end, you're like... They, they like, actually, like... Consi- like, he's dead. And then, and then he just starts breathing again. And then they go take him out for... <laughs> For um, that's right. At the very end, they take him out for breakfast. And he goes, "I should probably be going to the hospital." <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. <laughs> God, I haven't seen that movie since high school. Yep, it has been twelve years since I've seen that movie. God yeah. damn, it's still funny. It's yeah. still good. I gotta rewatch that one. Mm-hmm. But Mr. Branson is gonna die in this fire, <laughs> and so we're finally gonna kill somebody off, and we're mm-hmm. finally killing off Mr. Branson's. So let's talk about Mr. Branson. What did he do wrong? <laughs> lived, lived. Ultimately, what got him happened last time when he tried to hook up with a teenager. Rule four, don't be a menace. If he wasn't trying to sleep with a teenager who then handcuffed him to the bed and left him there for the killer to, to destroy, he, he might have lived. Yeah, he played the long game. <laughs> yeah. Real, real long rule number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the end of Mr. Branson. Rip. No, I didn't. I didn't. I don't mean the P means pieces. Uh, just, just fucking die. <laughs> Good yeah. riddance. Fuck this guy. <laughs> and that is the end of episode seven of Scream. Mm-hmm. So, killer watch. I don't know. It's Karen. Move on. Okay. No change. Yep. No change. All right. <laughs> Shortest killer watch we've ever had. Yep. Okay. I don't have any new rules either. So I want to just move into the awards. Yep. All right, Randy Meeks from Air Badge Girls, the character, did the best job at following the rules course based off Randy Meeks from Scream. There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. Who do you think tonight? Sheriff? 
Oh, do we keep like bouncing back and forth between Sheriff and Maggie Sheriff and Maggie Sheriff? That's what Maggie. we have done. I was going to throw out Miss Lang. I know she was creepy, but like mm. she did kick the killer's ass for a minute. Yeah, but that was just a move. And like, what is she, would she go to like martial arts? And she threw the TV this is at all him. unspoken stuff. Like, how can we follow? Hey, you know, yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. I guess fight back. Yeah, yeah, you fight dirty. I mean, we didn't really get much of that, but she kicked him. She threw off TV. She used her environment to advantage. I will say, if, at him. I will say if Miss Lang wins, it is a low bar. Yep. Low. Okay. Bar. Uh, well, who else do we got? Because Sheriff really didn't do anything tonight. He didn't do anything. He just, they just asked for information. Yep. Did the right thing. Got what he needed. Pressed. Yep. You know who wasn't in this episode? Stavo. Yep. We had no Stavo tonight. Weird. Uh, not even a mention. Not, not no, a background. Not even a mention. Nothing. I don't know. I, you know, man, this is tough. It is tough. Because who else could we give it to? I don't know. It's just, if it does feel weird to give it to somebody who's doing something wrong right mm-hmm. now, who is breaking a rule that is probably going to end up not working in her favor later on. You know what? I did like that the sheriff just went in and threw all this like information right now in Maggie's face. So, okay, let's give it to the sheriff. Yeah. Just because it was funny. Oh, um, man, he's doing his job. Now, if the sheriff could do some martial arts in one of these episodes, so, he'd, be okay. a, he'd be an automatic win. Cool. Low bar, but the sheriff wins. Randy Meeks mm-hmm. badge. I, I believe this is his second time winning. Yeah. Uh, good for him. Not that impressive. L- low bar tonight. Night of the Living Club goes to the character to do the worst job at following the rules. Of course, based off Barbara from Night of the Living Dead. Who do you think? They're coming to get you, Barbara. Stop it. You're ignorant. They're coming for you, Barbara. I feel like we have quite a few options. <laughs> There's too many options. It could go anywhere. It could go to Audrey. It could go to Emma. It could go to Eli. Uh, I feel like not Audrey because she had the best reason. She had the best reason to be a cock blocker, I guess. Yes. But she was trying to spread information. Like she could honestly, she probably contends more for the win than, or for the for the Randy Meeks. Um. So I, I'm leaning towards Emma and Eli at this point. <laughs> Um, joint award um, um well you know breaking into houses going like off with a stranger yeah because it's like emma should be smarter yeah. and wiser about this but she also she also trusts eli right now more than almost anybody else and yep. at least prefers to be around him than than kieran which honestly maybe for the best but eli has given no reason to trust him no but like i don't know He's he's and he's telling her straight up like I am we are doing illegal shit yep. and I am doing bad things yep. and I am having a great time. Yep. Uh and he does it twice in the episode. Emma only does it once. Yeah. And it's like Emma, should you like learn by now after a season and a half of, of yep. your issues? She says one of the rules out loud and doesn't follow it. Yeah. I will say that maybe lean it towards emma and i kind of want to give it to eli because he hasn't gotten it yet mm-hmm. but also eli's stuff is not necessarily pertaining to the horror true it's all it, pretty much almost all of it is is not at just all being it's just just him being himself like it's he's in his own movie right now yeah this was his first interaction with anything tonight it was the fire so how about emma yeah sorry uh, i think sorry Emma. i think that puts her in a really point. trying uh, we're really trying there look if you were better at following the rules this wouldn't be happening you've won the good award already yep a couple of times uh, so you're you're not exactly the worst case scenario character on this show uh but that does put her solidly into first place because this is her fifth time winning night of uh, the living club 
She's uh, a five-timer. Five-timer. First person to get five. She gets five. a jacket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, jacket covered in blood, maybe. Mm-hmm. All right. That is episode seven. So, that goes off the wheel. Episode eight goes on in its place, which is called Village of the Damned, which is... I've not seen that movie. So, Village of the Damned, I don't know anything about. Okay. 1960 movie. Is there going to be a village in this episode, or is it just going to be a title drop? <laughs> yeah. Will it be relevant? We will see. But that's going to go on the wheel. So here's what's on the wheel today. The Rage, Carry 2. It, Chapter 2. A Quiet Place 2. Fucking Fear of Clowns. Child's Play 2019. Psycho 2. Scream Season 2, Episode 8, Village of the Damned. And Chef's Choice. Jacob, go ahead and spin the wheel. God Damn it. It's Fear of Clowns. You you have to watch it twice. I just watched it two days ago for the first time. Are you fucking kidding me? Hey, how many movies are there in that? There's only two. There's only okay, two Fear so of Clowns Okay, so it's going to be a quick... It'll be a quick procession. Yeah, but I... Yeah, so I watched... So Jake Johnson, uh, New Girl's Jake Johnson, uh, picked Fear of Clowns. I don't know why. I have no idea why he did this. Despite me or something? I don't know. But I had never heard of the movie... I found it at uh, the video store in town here, I, and I watched it for the first time two days before, or three days before the recording of this podcast, and it fucking sucked. Like, I get one out of ten horrendously bad. <laughs> I, I do think it's funny that, like, any time you do this and you end up having to do either something you really don't want to do or an episode of Scream, which might go hand in hand sometimes, <laughs> but, like, the ones that the franchises that you could pick off finally... The ones that are left hanging, Child's Play, Play, It, Quiet Place, they're all just right there. They, they're ready to be done. Well, to be fair, A Quiet Place has been spun. We just got to travel for that one. I got to go to Bismarck. Okay. And that had to be pushed off. So, oh yeah, I guess I'll update on that. Jordan Snyder, uh, who is my guest, or well, it's going to be Jordan and Derek for A Quiet Place too, because Jordan's an asshole and wanted to be on that one as well. But Jordan has two kids, and uh, his wife's birthday is also in May. So uh, basically, his, the, the rest of April and May are, are stacked for him. So it doesn't look like we're going to be able to do that till June. So A Quiet Place 2, you know, it's been spun. I'll get to it. It'll be just, you know, Jordan's schedule. But fucking Fear of Clowns. It, it, it might be the worst movie we'll ever cover on the podcast. It's up How there. long is it? It's like 100 minutes. Oh, that's too long. That's too goddamn long. Something like Fear of Clowns needs to be like 80 minutes max, and even that's pushing it. Fear of Clowns 2 is better. In every way, but it's still pretty bad. But Fear of Clowns 1 is just horrendous. So, god damn it. Thanks. Thank you, Jake, and thank you, Jacob, for this. You could just go... I don't know if it has a Wikipedia plot summary, but you can just... It does. Oh, okay. It does. Maybe just avoid a rewatch. <laughs> uh, oh, son of a bitch. Maybe I'll watch it on fast forward. Just, just like, write down each scene. Uh, okay, this that's what happened to this scene. Okay, fast forward. Okay, this is the scene. Cool. Moving on, mm-hmm. moving on, moving on. So everyone look forward to fucking fear of clowns. Don't, don't, and and don't make it, watch. Make it, it your longest episode, Thank three you. hours. Thanks for that spin. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Dude. But hey, you know what? You're getting it over with. Yeah, I guess. All right, Jacob. Thanks for doing this. Um, you're my pleasure. <laughs> Do you want to uh, promote anything or at Jacob Colness, J A K O B K O L N E S S at Twitter and Letterboxed. You can follow us on Twitter at How to Horror. Yeah, I think that's it. Mm-hmm. All right, this has been the How to Survive a Horror Movie Podcast. Stay safe out there. Uh, uh.